everybody, welcome to the USL show brought to you by the Beautiful Game Network of Podcasts. You can find that whole network, which we are very proud to be a part of. Uh, what is it? BGN.FM. On the Twitters as well, at the BGN.FM. Give them a follow. Check out all of the like 9 million podcasts that Mike has convinced to like each other slash exist. So it's really good stuff. Um, this is the USL show. And if you didn't know that, that's impressive. And if you did, welcome back. Um, it's a weekly show where we talk about the United Soccer League, which is the um, the best D2 league in the world, I guess, depending on who you ask. Uh, and um, the reason you're hearing this on Tuesday, by the way, instead of Wednesday, is because we have a date change in June for Pony, who may or may not be joining us tonight because technical difficulties. That'll be fun. But yeah, no, expect us on, uh, on Tuesdays instead of uh, Wednesdays now. Anyway, I'm your host as always, the uh, usual velveteen voice of Evan Valella. Joining me, uh, two of my soccer friends for now, hopefully a third, it is Big Kev, Kevin McCamish. Hey, my microphone works. It does. It's great. I can hear you. It comes in well. It's really good. And uh, and one of my other soccer friends, it's Ryan Allen. Hello, hello. My microphone works as well. It's always good. It's always better when they when they work. Uh, the other person that's here in spirit slash actually here physically but can't get his mic to work, it's uh, it's Pony. So he's going to mess around and try to figure something out. And if he does, great. If not, we'll just pretend that he said he really likes Cincinnati FC before we started recording. Because he did. Anyway. Well, he typed it out, right? He did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He typed it. Um, there's no way to check that at all. So don't. Um, but he definitely typed it out. He was like, I really love what they're doing with that MLS thing. It was good. Uh, anyway, guys, we have a we have a little bit of news to get through this week, and then we have a very match-heavy show, which is always exciting. Um, the first one, which is related to a match, Penn FC's uh, manager called Nashville SC's uh, Gary Smith a typical English team, and uh, and Coach Smith was uh, was not very happy with that sentiment. Um, yeah, Nashville wins three to one. So uh, they won't really care about the the negativity thrown their way, but um, a really weird like we don't see a hold on coach beef or like a lot of uh, like criticisms on how teams play. I think in part because like the league is rooted in teams that play defensively and possession based. Um, but yeah, no, this was interesting. Yep. <laughs> it's just gonna be you and me mostly isn't it probably yeah yeah ryan's got some lag so that's exciting um yeah Kev, I, like is there merit or is there like i don't know any money to like a coach being like oh well this team plays poorly and we're gonna play better than them and then like you go and play get beat <laughs> yeah well i mean that was part of the problem was that they just got smacked which i don't think anyone was really surprised by but i mean it's just such a weird like i don't know like for me when it popped up i was like what like why would you do that just just because gary smith is english i don't think that nashville necessarily plays like an english team typical english team if that's what the comment is because when i think typical english team mm. i think you know low end premier league route one yep. low block you know doing whatever you can and maybe nick a goal and try to win one nil or get a one one draw and just try to avoid relegation that's what right. i think typical english team yeah yeah uh, and that's uh, not that's not nashville like 11 james milliners or like 10 james milliners and one andy carroll or something like exactly no and, and that's not what they are at all um honestly i'll you know i'll eat a little bit of crow um even though i, I thought he was going to be a good fit offensively i think brandon allen's been like exactly what that team needed um and I'm glad that he's finding success over there. I'm a little scared, but I'm glad that he's finding success over there because that's, you know, a team with MLS ambitions and they're, you know, punching right about where they should be in the East right now. Um, and it's it's really clicking for him. So I think, yeah, like you said, it's kind of, I don't know, like downgrading or downplaying, I suppose, kind of the success that they've had as of late. Um, 
I'm not that Penn FC or slouches or anything, but I don't think your manager has any right to kind of come out and be like, ha you guys are terrible. Uh, I don't know. And I, I think. Not when Penn's fit or 13th in the Eastern conference. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like they're not Toronto FC too bad, but they're bad. Well, I also think, I mean, as far as like punishment for the comments, you got beat by the team you called a quote unquote typical English team. I think that's, that's, there's your punishment yeah. right there. You, you play like a typical English team and they get hammered three, one. Well, you know what? Maybe I won't talk smack about coaches in the future. <laughs> I think it was one of those things where he's like, yeah, I'm going to try it. And then it didn't work. And he's like, all right, I'll stop. <laughs> Probably. Stop. Um, and then, you know, I, I suppose we'll just start running down the matches. Because why not? Um, somehow, despite their, their off-field distractions, I suppose... Uh, Real Monarchs were able to vanquish Sacramento Republic 1-0. Um, Chandler Hoffman scores in the 68th minute. Sacramento win possession. Um, shots were even 13-13, 4-4 on target for both sides. Sacramento with a lot more tackles, 19-8, but uh, Monarchs SLC with 14-10 on clearances. Um, solid game. You know, Monarchs, I still think that they had a lot of quality on the field, and I, I don't think a win was super out of the question. Um, but good for those players to just kind of go in, do their job, and, and go home with the win. Indeed. I, I would say that, you know, they, they took, what, their second loss of the uh, whole season, the match before, so yeah. it was good of them to, you know, a, a top – elite team like back bounce right back they're not gonna go into a skid so they mm -hmm. they did well and then uh this was a weird one this was a really fun game but it was a weird i'm um, in three charleston three um hey <laughs> uh, um, suny saw like only scores worldies from like 40 yards out and i don't want to say that it like needs to stop because i'm never going to get tired of watching it but it's just really bizarre and i don't know how long he's going to be able to keep scoring these kinds of goals although after the first one i would have been like he could have done that 10 more times and none of them would have gone in um and here we are and then um iose garcia perez not the one that plays for newcastle scores in the uh, in the 86th and then indy gets a, a go-ahead goal in the 90th minute um but you know it's a 3-2 game at that point. Charleston got goals by O'Brien Woodbrine and, and Atua Guerra. And then 94th minute, like last touch of the game, um, Brian Tanunga takes a shot from just outside the box or maybe just inside the box. And a really cool finish and steals the point for Charleston. So one of those things I think said, or we all kind of said that, you know, Indy really needs to make Lucas Oil a fortress and get every point that they can, and they don't do it again. Yep. Which sucks. The game where uh, this wasn't really a game. I think where any of us ex was expecting six goals no. between them. No, no. I, I I think three would have been a high end estimate for any of us. Maybe four. Well, let's see. The most, yeah, four was the most any of us mm. predicted. Four total. Phil was thinking him, you know, a two-two draw, but came up with a three-three draw. <laughs> Close, so, so close. close, so close, almost close, almost three points yeah. for him. <laughs> and uh, seven yellow cards, two physical teams really going at it. Um, but that'll be that'll be difficult for them if, if there's guys missing games with with accumulation suspensions for sure. Hey, uh, next game Pittsburgh nil, Nashville one. So no more unbeaten's in the USL, and you know. Brandon Allen, like he like he did against against Penn FC, proven his worth again here against Pittsburgh. Um, you know, like uh, like I said when I was talking to the guys at, at Golden Goal and, and you know Club and Country and and you know every, pretty much everybody down there, I was like, listen, you know, don't expect them to do a whole lot defensively, but if you just need a guy that can get into the box and score goals, you got him. 
And here he is with like four or five goals, I think, in as many matches for the team, um, which is crucial for them just because that was the only thing really holding him back was just a, an out-and-out goal scorer. Um, and now that they have it, you know, top four team in the East, I could see, maybe top two. I don't know. It depends on what other teams around them do. But that's I don't, I don't know about top two, but I could see three or four with that now now here's a question like so so what was holding Nashville back was just an out and out goal scorer they got that they're getting better right what players tend to perform better if they find themselves in a better environment so so what may have been holding Brandon Allen back in his last environment uh well Kev um as you're you're also familiar with if you're a USL contracted guy on an MLS two team and that MLS club, so this week, the USL guy tends to take up the bench spot. And I think what was holding Brandon Allen back and what might have held him back a little bit at, at Red Bull was that he wasn't the guy necessarily. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like he was a big name and he was a big signing and he was, you know, a big uh, a big marketing tool and, and, you know, did well for Bethlehem. But whenever Corey Burke would drop down, he wasn't the guy. It was Corey. Um, now, would that have been different given how Corey's done in MLS the last couple weeks? Maybe, but we don't know and it's too late. But I think really Nashville, it's a better system for him because he doesn't have to be as, as Bethlehem or, or even Red Bull wanted him to be. Um, and then he's the guy there and for him, that's huge. Yeah. I think he just wants to be the guy, which it's, yeah. it's, it's one of those situations where a player finds, you know, a team or environment that works for him mm-hmm. and that, and that player works for the team, you know, and, and both just yeah. get better. So yeah. it's a good situation. Um, Pittsburgh hosted this game and their attendance was only 967. That seems a little low. Yeah, I I would be curious, especially given the opponent. Yeah, I don't Future know. Future MLS side, Nashville SC. I don't know what happened there. I mean, I'm not saying anything bad because I don't want to say. Anything. I'm just like genuinely curious. That seems like a low, low number. Maybe something it was does. going on. I don't, I don't know because obviously I, don't, I love it. The way. It was a Wednesday night fixture. Oh, was it? There you go. What do you say? It was, it was a Wednesday night game. Oh, so that probably. Put a clamp on. It that would have been. Bit. I think it would have been more. Fu- it would have been more fun if the total passes would have been more passes than attendance. Because as Ryan put in the notes here, there were 816 total passes, but the attendance is only 967. So very close to one pass of the ball per person in the stands. Well, you know, I mean, they're not going to be be happy that I'm revealing one of their marketing um, or one of their theme nights for their games, but they are planning a night where Pittsburgh plays like Bethlehem or somebody where every person in attendance gets a pass dedicated to them. Um, and what that is, is the player that is performing the pass. So sending the pass to the other player has mm-hmm. a, everyone gets a list of people in attendance and they go down and they, you know, they yell out like, you know, John Torres and they pass the ball and then he gets crossed off the list. And, you know, then it's like that guy on the podcast that we kind of like sometimes and, and they cross off Mike's name and then like, you know, <laughs> his brother and they cross off Kev's name and they're like that guy with the beard and they cross off Josh's name. It's really great. It's really great. It'll be great. That's a great idea. And, and really to be is. fair, touching. if any team in the league is going to be able to do that, where they can actually make passes, complete passes yeah. while also exchanging a sheet of paper with the names of all the people intended. It's a Bob Lula team. It's good. Kev, you know, we, we uh, ponies really big in the praising Lily ball. And, and what a lot of people don't know is they actually throw paper airplanes at each other during the game. They're just so tiny that you don't know that they're there. It's, it's really fascinating. And they're so good at it too. It's, they can it's do that like a soccer. It's, it's like magic's greatest secrets revealed. You just can't stop watching it once it's on, you know, <laughs> it might put you so to sleep true. for a couple episodes, but man, when you wake back up, you're gonna be like, "Oh, he looks like a cat. That's phenomenal." <laughs> it's the best. Speaking of looking like cats and being phenomenal, neither. Well, Ottawa beats Toronto three nothing. Um, <laughs> kind of close. Uh, whatever. You know. Yeah. Um, Cuba with two Canadian goals. Derby. What? Yeah, it's the it's the Tim Hortons roll up the rim to win Canadian Derby. 
Um, <laughs> three people will get that joke. It'll be great. <laughs> um, and what that was is Toronto won the right to lose the uh, their coach to Belgium. Uh, yeah. Anyway, Ottawa didn't give up three goals to Columbus this week. It's true. It's true. Ottawa did not give up three goals to Columbus this week, or ever really. They might never get the opportunity. Um, yeah, so Toronto... that they're the best Canadian team. Wait, what? Yeah, I mean, Ottawa is the best Canadian team. In what universe? Uh, the Eastern Conference of either league right now, I think. Because <laughs> Toronto FC, the first team, are not great either. Oh, 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 they're just saying like right now. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, no, I like I don't think like in general. But I mean, hey, once the Canadian Premier League starts, they're going to be hey, right up the top, top of that right? league. Top yeah. of that league. Uh, Ottawa won this match by three goals with less than thirty percent of the ball, mm. which is amazing. Um, and then our friend, I think it's one person. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. They're very elusive and and decently funny. Decently funny. Fool. USL memes. Just kidding. So good. I didn't even get his name right. Um, with a bit of a uh, Avengers Infinity Wars spoiler, and I won't read it out because reading memes is so much funnier than looking at them. But that one out. It's uh, it's got Doctor Strange in it. It's on his Twitter yeah. at USL memes. Yeah, guys, Toronto FC two are just really terrible. Yeah, I kind of feel bad. Like, like historically terrible. Uh, not yet. Not well, well I let's, mean, let's wait for the season to finish before we get there. I mean, I, they're not reaching Antigua Barracuda levels of bad, and uh, they may not even get to FC Montreal levels of good. Good because FC Montreal. Was still able to get hot within the. That's right. They had like that one year. They were like really good. But it was always a really. It was weird for FC Montreal. They were always a very good August. When the season was already over on their part. Yeah, like after they got. Oh, we'll do good now. It'll be fun. I think. I think in the modern era, there is still a bad team that all other bad teams will be compared against. And that is going to be the 2017 Timbers two. So like, are they T two in the 2017 bad? Well, they are technically a T two. Oh, that's true. (laughs) So they're getting there. Uh, Next game, St. Louis one Phoenix three. Chris Cortez in the sixth minute, Solomon Asante in the 49th minute, Jason Johnson in the 68th for Phoenix. Seth Rudolph, the red nose goal scorer in the 74th minute. Um, Possession pretty, uh, I mean, it was close, but uh, St. Louis took the lead in that 55% to 45% pretty much. Shots for 17 16 in the lead of Phoenix. Um, And lots of fouls, 23 to 15 in that regard with Phoenix leading. I just think. You know, and, and we saw it last week with Steele, um, and we've seen it a ton um, in this league in general and, and even this year. Like, that first goal, especially if it's that quick sometimes, like, there's some games where you're like, that's way too early, and then the team grinds out a 1-0 win, and then there's other games where you're like, all right, that's going to break their backs, and then Phoenix gets, you know, two more, and, and St. Louis is in a hole at that point. So, I you know, I wasn't there. I'm, I'm a little sad that Phil isn't here to uh, to – dissect that game but i don't know two two goals down against phoenix i don't think is a is a nice place to be well three goals because they it, it was three nil until st louis pulled a, a consolation goal back in the 74 so and then um a weird one i actually I actually watched this game um, Red Bull 2-1, FC Cincinnati 2. Um, mostly Red Bull in the first half. Uh, to the penalty they won in the 62nd that Brian White put over the bar, which was really weird. 
just throw them in front of goal. Um, and then Emmanuel Ledesma scores in the 65th minute, and then Danny Koenig in the 77th. Um, which Koenig ties the record for career goals in USL with that one. Um, and that acquisition they made with, um, was it Oklahoma City? Last year looks really smart because he's a guy that can come off the bench and, and give you goals like he did here. For sure. And since he, you know, looking okay on the road. Well, they were able to show their quality, I think, a little more over the over the youth of Red Bull at the end of the day, um, which is fine by them. I don't think they'll be happy with that result just because they were down for, you know, almost an hour. But, you know, three points on the road, you can't complain about a whole lot. No, there's no, no complaining about any points to get on the road, to be honest. Yeah. Speaking of points, uh, North Carolina FC won with uh, former Wilmington Hammerhead. Ryan likes to throw those in there. Um, people do a right last name, good 16th minute goal, and then uh, Bethlehem Steel's kids do it again. Um, in his debut, I believe the 17th academy player to play for Bethlehem Steel becomes the first one to score in his debut. Uh, Ben Ofimu, sorry, Ben. Um, scores in the 83rd minute, which for a center back with a finish like that, pretty all right. Um, so he becomes the youngest goal club, the youngest goal scorer in club history. He is 17 years old in eight months. And then, uh, two minutes later, James Chambers like doesn't even look at the ball and hits it about 30 yards on the Santi Moore, who crosses it for Maichi Ingolina or Golina. Um, who just kind of runs on a fifth minute. And what's funny is Maichi Galina was the previous record holder at 18 years and four months. So um, everyone get ready to feel old. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> um, but man, these kids are good. I don't like Ben's another like huge center back. Um, well, I, I'm, I'm glad and, that I'm glad that know. Bethlehem's kind of, kind of getting better and, Showing more quality because I had them pretty highly rated at the start of the season. Yeah, and it's good to see things kind of warming up. You know, and and especially in the second goal, it made itself really apparent just because he hit that first pass so well. But, but having a guy like James Chambers and then Omar Holness should be back shortly. Um, having those two guys to anchor that midfield will be huge. Um, and as much as I, you know, I really like what Derek Jones does, and as much as I really like Anthony Fontana and Adam Niem. Like those two, like proven USL guys and Holness and Chambers next to each other will be so fun to watch. It'll be good, um, especially with the pace that Steel has on the wings, for sure. Yeah, and this wasn't the only uh, come from behind win. It was not, not at I mean, all. Uh, since he since he came back on New York, I mean Bethlehem yeah. on North Carolina, the next game, and then another yeah. one on San Antonio over Portland. Yeah, yeah. The next game being Richmond one, Pittsburgh two. Um, Luis Fernando Nascimento, I would imagine, I would hope, um, or I would think. Again, I'm just a really terrible American. Um, 53rd minute goal. Pittsburgh scores 72nd. Nico Brett and 79th. Romeo Parks. Um, I think Mongols tweeted it, or someone in in the Pittsburgh fan sphere of people that I follow tweeted like, if they could have eleven Nico Bretts, their lives would be so much better, just because that dude like just goes out and plays and just keeps playing and just keeps playing and he gets his team results. Um, twenty shots for Pittsburgh compared to Richmond's three. Bob Lilly probably really upset at that stat. Um, he would much rather like twenty clearances or something, but he gets twenty shots. Um, and Richmond lose a tough one to Pittsburgh, and now they have to play the Philadelphia Union on tomorrow, um, which won't make things any easier for them, I'm sure, unless they win. Um, but even then, it's another game you have to play midweek. Yeah, but it's U.S. Open Cup. I mean, they'll if if they know it's good for them, they'll throw everything they've got at the Open Cup tournament and see where it goes. Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, uh, playoffs for the – and this is crazy to say in, in June, but playoffs for them I don't, I don't think is a, is a possibility at this point. I mean, mathematically I'm sure it is, but I, I just – I don't see it in that side. No, I don't I don't either. I mean, 
I know it's still kind of early. We're, I think, 12 games in for most teams. And it's, what, a 32-game yes. season? So you're, yeah, you're, something like that, 32-34. You're over a third in. At yeah. this point, at this point, I think you kind of know where the teams are going to end up. Generally speaking, you can mm-hmm. kind of be like, they look like a playoff team. They don't. And I don't think Richmond looks like a playoff team. Yep. Yeah. Next match, uh, Charlotte won Ottawa nil. Jan Ekra will not stop scoring, which Charlotte is more than happy about. Uh, but man, Ottawa, I, they're so, I don't like, I, I don't even want to say streaky. Maybe they are. I, they're just such a hard team to figure out. You just, you don't really know what you're going to get from them. Um, except, and this is another example of that. Except that they just don't like to possess the ball. Cause what was the, what was our last one where they beat Toronto three nil was like 20 less than 30% possession. Right. And then this one, they've had 31.7. So just a hair over 30. Um, but it comes out to be a 1-0 loss. So, right. yeah, it's, it kind of is different that way. And and what's crazy is I think they've really only had, like, over 30% possession in, like, a meaningful way. Not like, you know, they were over 30% in this game because they were at 30, like, 2%, like, twice this season. And that's incredible to me because it's like they're getting results, but they don't have any of the ball. I don't know. It's uh, it's interesting. At least they have people show up at their games. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Yeah, for sure. And that's because when another team that likes to you know boast about attendance goes to another league, you know, we gotta have somebody say, "Hey, <laughs> look, look at my numbers." That's my favorite. That's my favorite take that I saw today on Twitter. Was like, "Oh, USL better watch out when Cincy leaves because no one's gonna go to the games." And I'm like, I I don't think that's like the be all end all for I don't know. It's not. It's not. It's not at all. Uh, are really? Bay. Yeah, go for it. No, I was just gonna say, hey, next one, Tampa Bay, Atlanta United, two, nil, nil. Yeah, like really bizarre, right? I wasn't expecting that one to be nil, nil at all. Like I felt that Tampa, you know, still is usually pretty good at home, and Atlanta United has not shown that much. Like. Right. I mean, they're 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 showing flashes, like I think any two side will, mm-hmm. especially like early in their existence. Two sides yes. are like, hey, here's our young players, and here's occasionally they will do something fantastic that mm. makes you go like, oh, I can't wait for him to get good. But then most of the time, it's like they just do things weird that you're just like, well, it's young guys making mistakes. So I was like, figuring, hey, Tampa yeah, Bay it's, at it's home, like a- they got this right. Yeah. Yes. And just to backtrack a little bit for your point on Lenny United too, I think there's like so much like growing pain for for having a two side. Um and it's kind of comforting to see that that's still the case, like regardless of who has the two side, because like I think a lot of us were like, Oh my god, Atlanta United's gonna have a, a USL team and like it's gonna be Andrew Carlton and like Romario Williams every week just like killing people. And like it's not really been that, but like they do have some really talented kids. Um I'm, anyway. I'm right there with you. I'm very happy that they're not doing well. Just because it's like you don't need like it's a it's a two side. Don't come in here and act them coming in here and be like, hey, we're gonna like you like you said, start killing the league. But they've got they've got some good kids. Yeah, like I I want them to do well, but I think I'm like I'm right there with you in that like I'm okay that they're not like using the same approach that they had the MLS where it's like, let's just bring in as many people as, or, you know, well, not as that's a Cincinnati approach. Sorry. But like, you know, let's find really, really good players and just, and just run things. Like they're not, you know, storing a bunch of young Argentinian kids. Not that there's anything wrong with that at all. Um, yeah. But like they're using homegrown kids that are from Atlanta or Florida or, or, or whatever, you know, and, and bringing them down and letting them play in USL and that they understand that that's a huge experience thing for those kids so um i know i think unused subs guys were not super happy about marcel schaefer's red card um watched it a couple times i hmm, 
I get why they're not happy. Um, I just think it was so far off the play that you kind of have to go red at that point for a bit of a stomp on the on the heel. Um, I think if if he's just kind of late to a tackle, it might be a yellow, but he's not really near the ball, and he did that, so I'm I'm okay with the red. I didn't watch it, so I can't speak to it. That's my opinion. Figured I'd give it to him. Yep. So, at me, Matt. Damn. <laughs> um, or don't. I don't. Whatever. Uh, next game we already talked about it a little bit. Nashville three, Penn FC one. Brandon Allen, Levo Malone. That's such a oh man. That's really dangerous. <laughs> Those two guys next to each other. Uh, Brandon Allen scores in the 36th. Levo Malone scores in the 48th. Uh, Ken Tribbett gets one back for Penn FC off a header. Um, he didn't bike it this week, which you know disappointment. Uh, and then Allen Wynn gets the third and final for Nashville. Um, comfortable win, I suppose, is about all you can say about that one. Yep. It's one of those things where it just kind of shows, like we were talking about earlier with Brandon Allen getting comfortable and scoring goals, it's it's going to push Nashville up the table. So uh, I can definitely see, like like it was, like I just said earlier, they look like a playoff team. They do. And they probably I, are. I, I think they probably are. The only question is going to be what what is their end seed going to be when they make the playoffs? Yeah, I I would only because like I don't want to see Nashville play Louisville. Well, sorry, only because I don't want to see Cincinnati play Louisville every year. I mean, as much as it's been funny to see them lose, um, Nashville and Louisville would be fun. Yeah, Nashville and Cincy would be fun. I I like I think they're just a really good playoff matchup for anybody, really. Um, I agree, Kev. But really, the only question is: Should we just do this like tomorrow? <laughs> we can. <laughs> I know Ryan's just like I can't do anything. Yeah, That's Ryan's funny. fucked and Pony fucked off, and we're talking to ourselves. And I don't mind doing it tomorrow. I don't mind doing it. I don't think I got anything going on. Fair enough. If you do, it's it's not a big deal. Actually, shit, I'm gonna be at the Open Cup tomorrow, but that's fine. Should we just have Mike cut this out and keep going then? Yeah, might as well. Eh? Yes. Or you guys can do it without me tomorrow. I really don't care. At this point, what well, we've been doing this for at least 40 minutes, 30 yeah, minutes. Yeah, sounds about right. We still have some games to go through. Fuck it. Let's just let's finish it. All right. Let's get because you and me can have a lot of conversation about Las Vegas. Oh, it's true. It's true. I forgot that that game was kind of our light at the end of the tunnel. All right, yeah, no, I'm I'm down. All right. Um, so, so Mike, Mike, if you want to work your magic and kind of stop here, get it all cut it out, cut it out, Mike, get it cut out, do it. Or people no. are just going to be like, "Hey, <laughs> see," and it'll be fun because we don't know where we where we like left off. So my transition might be really rough. Playoff team, okay. No, we'll be all right. Kev, speaking of weird potential playoff teams, <laughs> your Portland Timbers too played San Antonio and lost. Uh, yeah, unsuccessful in, in that endeavor, but you know, I don't think if we would have told you that you guys would have played two to one against San Antonio at the beginning of the year, you would have believed us. So No, it's true. Well, I mean the other thing too, like I fully expected Portland to come into this match and win. You know, nothing crazy like one nil, mm-hmm. maybe a two one to Portland. But once the first team played earlier in the day, like four or five hours before the T2 kicked off. Yes. And I saw McIntosh, Langsdorf, uh, Eric Williamson, and Modu Jadama on the bench. I was like, nope, San Antonio's winning this game. Yeah, Guaranteed. you kind of like freaked out in our in our group chat, and you were like, no. Well, I didn't freak out. It was just like, hey, this is kind of important for the second team. And I, and I messaged some guys in San Antonio. I was like, hey, just so you guys are aware, these players are not going to be available because – you can't, you know, you can't make it from Portland to San Antonio in three hours. No, no, unless unless there's some time travel and or, or yeah, teleporting it's, it's that just, we don't know about. Exactly, it's just one of those things where it's like, you, you I, I tweeted out, it's like everybody who even cares about T two, just adjust your expectations for this match because mm. Langsdorf and Williamson are extremely key attacking pieces for the team and then sure. Jadama is one of our is our the best defender. All of them are on first team contracts, so of course, you know, if the first team is is low on bench players, which I think they are, there, there's probably some injuries and I know that we're missing two people to World Cup teams now. Mm. Guzman and Polo. So, uh 
I believe Gleason is injured, which is why McIntosh has to sit on the bench. Right. Um, why? I, I was excited. I was like, hey, these guys have been absolutely like killing it for T2, so they deserve to get some minutes. And then none of them subbed on at the, in the first team match. And I was like, well, that sucks. It's the way that goes sometimes. <laughs> and then and then Port T2, they did well to hold off San Antonio for as long as they did, mm-hmm. honestly. Um the, they got a PK in the 50th minute, went up one nil. That kind of su- the PK didn't surprise me. That was a stone cold penalty. But going up was like, hey, that's awesome. the The only shot on target that Portland had was that penalty. Right. Yeah. That's that's kind of sad because San Antonio outshot us twenty to four, and six to one on shots on target. So yeah, they 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 looked like they were extremely hungry for some points. Mm. And they were they were just kind of like they were throwing everything they could forward, yep. um, and there was a lot of people there, and, and they they cheered very well, and they got their goals in the 86th and the 90th minute, um, or more like the 90 first, 92nd, 93rd minute. I can't remember. It was in stoppage yeah. time. It was got all three points. Um, absolutely great performance by San Antonio. You know they they deserve to get some points there. I feel sad, not necessarily for the Portland loss. I just kind of now I want to see like how Portland can do against them if we're a full strength Portland team. Yes. Like give, give me full strength and go against San Antonio and let's see how it goes. Cause I, I like San Antonio as a, as a team, as a club. And, and I, a lot of, there's a lot of their fans, especially in the media that I'm friends with um, from seasons past of like, you know, talking to them on podcasts and answering questions, all that stuff. Um, there's some really good people in San Antonio. So I like to see their team do well, mm. per, not particularly against my own team, but, Still, I will, I will be humble and say congratulations on that win. Yeah. No, uh, you know, very, very, and and honestly, you know, now we're back to the glad handing. So people that don't like it when we do that, sorry. <laughs> like I, I really don't think there's a poorly run club in the league. Um, and I, I have a special soft spot in my heart for you know ones that are just one dude or or two people doing the whole thing. Um, like to name drop and be a, a, a prick that way. Um, Red Bull two, when they played steel two weeks ago now, I guess released their lineup. And I made a snarky joke about like, Oh, I don't like it when they do the vertical lineup and there's no formations and you can't tell who plays what position. And their comms guy, Willie Whitelaw, who's a super nice guy. <laughs> was, was like, if you need anything, feel free to ask. And I was like, I'm so sorry, but I was a dick. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, speaking of being a dick on Twitter, so yeah. San Antonio like put up an injury l- report on their feed, and I was like, hey, at Timbers too, man, it would be great if like we actually had an injury report because I can't ever get any injury information from you and guys. They're like, hey, check your email. <laughs> and then they tweeted back, it's like, you know, you can just read the game notes, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I was like, oh, I just got owned by the front office. Yeah. And Fuck it's great. You, like, you have to see those people at some point. <laughs> I don't know who was. It could have been somebody that I knew that was behind that. It could have been the media person I deal with all the time at T2, whose name is also Kevin. Oh, sure. um, but whoever it is, I will give them a pat on the back when I see them. Like, that's a good burn. Good they, burn. Will, they will just look at you and you'll know. You'll be like, <laughs> ah, all right. To be fair, though, like, I don't get game notes for away games because I don't have anything printed off sent to me. So it's not like I could look it up. Listen, if you get a game preview, it's gotta be at the bottom of that email. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna throw that out there. I actually spent 20 minutes of that game looking through all my emails to make sure I wasn't a complete (laughs) a-hole. And I didn't actually have any injury information on anything I had gotten from them to be fair, but I still, I I, I appreciate the burn. It was kind of funny. (laughs) And this has been the first edition of Super Inside Baseball USL Show Talk. Uh, (laughs) Five people will appreciate that. Maybe a couple people will appreciate the the peek back of the curtain. I don't know. Who knows? We'll find out. If you like that, let us know. If you didn't, let us know. I think I know what a lot of people are going to land on. Anyway, moving on. St. Louis 2, Swope Park Rangers nil. Corey Herzog gets a penalty kick goal, and then Joey Calistri gets their second at 77th minute. Um, Brian Rebellion, which I doubt is how you pronounce that, but hey, gets a second yellow in the 69th minute. Nice job, Brian. So Rebellion uh, rebelled? Yes, he did twice, multiple times. (laughs) And then you know, I, I heard that I heard that when he got 
So just a, a rebel yell. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> St. Louis 2 0 win the I 70. Um, Swope Park lead possession. St. Louis leads pretty much everything else. Um, big win for St. Louis. Good win for St. Louis. I would say it's a good win for St. Louis. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Take out a, a top team like Swope Park. And always getting a, getting a shutout is always good. Yeah. And, and you know, Herzog scoring, hopefully he can keep that, you know, the good part of being a Windexy striker and that he's, well, I guess off brand Windex because it's streaky. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's the best. USL show brought to you by Windex. Uh, so, so Phil, if Phil's here, he'd be like, I want the on brand, I want the brand name Windex. He does. The, like, like their international slot. Go get me some fancy. Oh you know, yeah, 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 yeah. Like the Mr. Clean Magic Eraser for their for their international guy. There you go. Yeah, or whatever. Uh, Phil, who now and I'll make a, a visual joke on an audio podcast. It'll go over great. But there's find a picture or harass him. On Phil now just kind of looks like Neve from Catfish because <laughs> he because he finally cut his hair. I was gonna make a joke about like how his kids probably don't recognize him, but I thought that was probably a little a little low. But uh, you know, maybe they don't. I don't know. Um. Anyway, so yeah, Phil looks like me from Catfish. I was uh, he's not here tonight, so I was gonna make a joke about how like he's you know too busy filming his next episode or whatever. I, you know. Anyway. Yeah. But, no use talking about what could have been. Speaking of what could have been, uh, OKC Energy One Reno eighteen sixty eight FC two. Don't say that full name enough. So there it was. Uh, Alex Dixon. Oh well, no, he did. Uh, Zach Carroll scores early, second minute. For Reno, Alex Dixon gets one and ties it for Oklahoma City. And then uh, Lindo Feka or uh, or M Feka in the 76th minute. I think it's mm, Fika. Mm, Fika. Fika? Okay. Yeah. Right. One of those. Yeah. Lindo, hit us up. Let us know. Uh, OKC leads possession. Reno leads shots hard. 7 1 in shots on target lead, I think, is the big one to take away there. Um, but a, a good win for Reno on the road. Three points is three points. Yep. <laughs> a Take team that run, needed right? a win, too. I think they've been kind of... Like, especially compared to last year, and I know there's there's reasons for that and that they lost a couple of players, but I think they've really been playing under what they should be. Probably. Um, and, you know, so... so Again, it's it's a game about momentum and getting hot at the right time. So if Reno can do that, you know, starting now and maybe ride into the summer on a bit of a hot streak, they'll be they'll be okay. They can kind of coast. That's true. Speaking of getting hot at the right time, Fresno four S two nil. What a scary team! Remember when we were like, oh, they're going to be good, and like they were really bad. It's not that they were and bad. It was like that they were really were... unlucky. Yeah, it it felt like there there was just some like real bad luck. They couldn't like get it like they would have a lot of shots and couldn't score or yeah. some fluky goal would against them and that's all it took to like, either lose or only get a draw. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it, it, it was really weird. So, I think that they probably just kind of like broke their duck and it's like the floodgates finally opened maybe. I mean, Kafa scored. Yes. It's just goal, 27th minute PK. And then two goals in two minutes, 52nd, 54th, and then just, you know, top one off in the 84th. Why not? <laughs> Kev, let's, let's play a game. Okay. Um, it's the end of the season. And, like, we'll just assume that, like, Juan Pablo Cafa has just kind of stayed consistently as good as he is currently throughout the year, right? Mm-hmm. Is there any reason that he shouldn't be, like, MVP of the league? Uh... Like, is there anybody else right now that you're like, oh, I like he means more to his team than anybody else? Over the course of the season, if you start from the beginning of the season, no, I don't think so. If we're talking like right, right now, I mean, players who are performing so well and seem to be very, very, very important to their team. I wouldn't include him in the MVP conversation by any means, but Brandon Allen for Nashville is a name that could potentially be dropped. Yeah. Um, it'll be interesting. I, I know. Like, I, I just think Kafa didn't didn't Pony go for it. Want Kafa to win MVP like last season? Like, isn't he always isn't like he always like Kafa should just should yeah, be... Ka- like Pony is like a really big Juan Pablo Kafa fan. Um, 
And like now I really get it. I, I, I don't know if it's just because like I think he has higher visibility because he's on Fresno or like I don't know what it is. But this season I'm like, oh, my this guy's phenomenal. Well, I, I think that no matter what, he'll be in the conversation for MVP like he is almost every season. He is an MVP caliber player in the USL. So, you know, if he stays playing consistently like he is, should he be in the conversation? Absolutely. Will he be in the conversation? Absolutely. Will he win? That is a very difficult prediction to make. <laughs> would I love to see him win? Sure. I wouldn't mind seeing him win at all. You know, but I, I it's so difficult to try to like see who might be in that conversation in mm. 12 or 20 more weeks. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. It's early. I, I just think like right now he's a lock for like team of the year. I don't know. I like probably knowing us something terrible will happen to like, he'll get injured next week. Knock on wood. Um, <laughs> Maybe we just fine. stop talking about him then. But like, yeah, we'll just, we'll just stop. But I just like, I, I don't think that, and, and maybe we'll, we'll play this game for people to follow us on Twitter or, or elsewhere. If you want to get in touch um, at the USL show, is there another player? I guess I'll rephrase the question. Is there another player on a team right now where like I go Fresno, you immediately think of Juan Pablo Kafa. If I say another team name, like if I say Tampa Bay or if I say Cincy or if I say Sacramento or I say San Antonio or I say Bethlehem or I say Red Bull 2 or, you know, just, just keep going down the list. Is there any team where you think of the team and then you immediately think of just a huge impact player like that? Because I don't think there is. And no, you can't say Vegas and Llamas. Has to be on the <laughs> field. I apologize. <laughs> That's a good specification. Thank you. Yeah. Anyway. At the USL yeah. show, let us know. Please do. Yeah, please. Let us know. Adam um, and I are just sitting here having a conversation with ourselves. It's fine. Join us. Join us on Twitter. It'll be great. Yeah. <laughs> let us know. Uh, oh my God, LA Galaxy figured out how to shut a team out slash not score 25 goals. But it was against Tulsa. Yeah. I guess, I, guess like, I shouldn't say anything. I mean, you got to get your shutouts where you can get them, right? First steps to recovery, you know? That's true. And now here's the thing. If LA have learned how to defend, like if they decided, oh, maybe we should play something called a, a what's this called? Center back? Let's try that Ooh. and see what happens. If they they've learned if they've learned to do that, you know, ooh, a fullback. I wonder what this does. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If if they've learned to do that and still score bags of goals, they will be a dangerous team for the remainder of the season. There's a lot of really goofy, really fun, like MLS two teams in the West. Like, I don't think they're like historically or, or even this year, like as consistently like okay or good as, as some of the ones in the East, but like they're fun. Oh, it's absolutely. Great. Like if you're going to watch a team, like as a neutral fan, you just want to watch a USL game. LA two is probably one to watch. And yeah. if anything, just because it's like they're gonna win six three or lose six three, it's really anyone's guess. If you want to have like restored hope in fifteen year olds that play soccer, watch LA Galaxy too. Also true. You know, if your kid just really bottled it at like the U fifteen academy game, just watch LA <laughs> Galaxy too. And then you can already more stuff with your kid. <laughs> also, the uh, your um, weekly reminder. Sorry, I had to sneeze. Your weekly reminder that all those kids that are currently playing in USL for LA Galaxy 2 or any other team are not eligible to become MLS Rookie of the Year. So, yep. sucks. Yep. Stupid rule. Stupid, stupid rule. <laughs> so, uh, you know what I like? To, you know what team I like to talk about the most? I think we really like to talk about Vegas on this show. Don't we love to talk about Vegas? Yeah, the Golden Knights right now down to the Washington Capitals in Game Three of the Stanley Cup Finals. Uh, oh, oh, sorry, sorry, <laughs> the other one. There, there's now an, another sports team in that. In the in there the, is, and there's the been, and they've existed for about the same amount of time. Um, also true. <laughs> Las Vegas four, Colorado Springs one. So many things happened in this game, Matt, or Kev. <laughs> I got so flustered. Many, so many things I, always happen in Las Vegas games. It's true. There's a lot of things that happen. Let's let's start running them down, shall we? One, okay. Freddie Adu goal in the 47th minute. Adu? Who? Yeah, that guy he used to play for DC goal? United. He scored a goal in 2018 oh in the United States for Las Vegas. What kind good of world him. do we live in? A, a good one. 
This is, is the best timeline. Anytime a, a dude gets a goal, it's a good goal, right? Yeah, this one counted. So that that was a good goal. Um, <laughs> okay. Other things. Uh, Connor Springs gets a gets a red card, 80th minute. And then my favorite, and I, I think I tweeted something this morning where where I uh, I, I saw Mike Manganello's tweet where yes, he, he posted a video tweet. of Las Vegas's keeper, you know, putting the ball down at his feet and running to about the halfway line, starting his own counterattack. And I said, if you made me describe how crazy Las Vegas is, and I couldn't use any of the weird off the field things, this would be it. A goalkeeper in a very FIFA-esque on like beginner difficulty where you just kind of run the length of the field and score with your goalkeeper. This is beautiful. Oh, I, I am a hundred percent on board with what Ryan says. Yeah. He's and I'm I'm convinced too. Like this is the, the perfect description. Las Vegas is just someone's FIFA ultimate team yep. being played out in real life. Yes. Cool logo, really weird kits. Uh the keeper running out to midfield because yep. why not? Yep. Freddie Adu scoring a goal. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you have a player that just doesn't, and I'm not talking about Adu, but just having a player in general that doesn't seem to fit alongside other players yes. in the lineup in terms of like name recognition. Or like, but, like someone where, and this will isolate people that have never played this, but like when you're in the loading screen and you can see the other person's team and you're like, what, like, why would you do that? Exactly. Like, why would you put, like Ronaldo in with a bunch of MLS guys. And then it's like, Oh, cause it's really fun. That's exactly right. And then what ends up happening, you get your butt kicked by like a 13 year old. Right. And that's probably who's running this team. Honestly, I think the Ooh. owner must be 13 years old. It's like angels in the outfield or whatever. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Or like big fat liar with Frankie Muniz and Amanda Bynes and Paul Giamatti. No, I mean, Las Vegas is so much fun to talk about because I've said this in the past. It's, it's performance art, like as soccer. And then, and then, you know, Ryan's comment makes it even more better. Like it, it's even more accurate. It's a, someone's FIFA ultimate team literally being played out in real life. And Kev, just when we thought that, you know, marijuana dispensary partnership and llamas and weird Johnny cash mascot ridden in on a motorcycle by Chili's was, you know, the apex. Those are all things that happened for those unaware were pinnacle Las Vegas lights FC strangeness friends. They have a honest to God human being DJ in their <laughs> locker room, like a grown ass man spinning the ones and twos <laughs> in the locker room in real time. It, I was just thinking the whole time, like how is that not some sort of fire hazard because of water? But here's the thing. Like yes. th- there's more evidence of why it's being run by a 13 year old. Dubstep? If yeah, if you're in high school, you're like, I'm gonna run, I'm gonna run a, a soccer team, like an entire actual real life soccer team. And I think the first thing on your no, list is like, I'm gonna no, have a DJ is. in the locker room, right? They you are know? they are continually Ryan Allen's theme here in that you know what else happens when you play FIFA Ultimate Team? There's a soundtrack in the background. <laughs> that's exactly right. And that's, that's what all, it was. That's exactly is like, I need music to to plan out my game plan or whatever. And they're like <laughs> What do you want? And he's like, I really don't care. Like, he's whatever. Like, I want like, dubstep. we'll just bring in a DJ. He's like, I want yeah. dubstep. I have to plan. And they're my like, oh, we dubstep. couldn't get, you know, Dead Mouse or Tiesto or, you know, Martin Garrix or anybody. So here's this guy. I think this is what's happening. Like DJ three, DJ three points. Someone is someone's owns this team, and they may and they yes. they get high and they listen to dubstep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's true. They 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 have they have themselves some some you know extracurricular uh uh organic material yeah. and listen to dubstep and yeah. plan out the next weeks they're like they're like what do you want this team to be this year owner man and he's like 128 Every- beats per minute <laughs> and they're like okay <laughs> and he refuses to tell them anything else and they just have to keep like throwing things at the wall and seeing what happens and like I, I think it's like a gladiator thing and like all of the people that work for the club are like standing down there like Russell Crowe and they're like are you not entertained and he'll give them like a thumbs up if he likes it and a thumbs down if he doesn't and that's how we end up with like what do you do I think that's perfect which means Russell Crowe is going to be in the next forward for the team right 
Yeah, so um, the league actually reached out in an email and said, hey, you can't tell anybody that, but Russell Crowe is confirmed to be at Las Vegas' next home game. Yep. Yeah, he, he promised. He's going to walk out there. It's, he will. It's, it's just going to happen. In his sandals and everything. I think that's kind of the best part about this team is like you totally literally agree. just don't know what's going to happen. LeVar Burton will come out and say, but don't take my word for it, and then like soccer game will happen or something. <laughs> Topical references. Hey, everybody. How are we doing? Um, and if we haven't lost you by now, Sacramento won Orange County nil. Jeremy Hall scores a penalty kick. Another red card in the Western Conference this week, which stop us if you've heard us say that before. Um, Joe Amico gets one in the 90th minute, a second yellow, which also happened in the Tulsa game. So I don't know what's up with people getting second yellows in stoppage time for no reason. Yeah, it's not good for your team because it doesn't affect the outcome really and screws your team over for the next game, right? Yeah, pretty much. I could stop doing it. I, I think a lot of the, like from I have not seen a lot of this stuff, but in weeks past and what I've seen this week, it's a lot of players are like, I know that you, you the adrenaline's pumping, you get, you feel aggrieved by maybe the ref's call, but a lot of them, it's like there was, it was as obvious as obvious could be. And this goes for MLS as well. And you're sitting there like flipping out about the call yeah. against you. I'm like, mm, you went studs up. You got a yellow. Yeah. Be lucky it's not a red. Stuff like no. that. And that's just like a random example, not something I've actually even seen. But it's just the players are getting a little overreactive, I think, to some other stuff. Mm. Mm-hmm. Shout out to the uh, Tower Bridge Battalion. Their front office. Go to the point. Totes. You know, next week I think they should they should come back with like a do the soccer. Do. I don't know. Shoot the ball at people. <laughs> just you know, just progressively like less comprehensive Tifa. Um. Yeah. yeah. Kev, I think that's I think it. We did it. Just you and me, buddy. Just just us. It's the Kevin F show. New name, new ownership. Not new ownership. New name. Somehow Technically, we... we could even have Pony back, and it could still be the Kevin Ev show. That's true. Be, be like Ed, Ed, and Eddie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kev, Evan, Ev, and Ev, 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 something like that. Or something. I don't know. Which one of us is more Ev, though? You, you, know? you are. You're more Ev. Yeah, he's more I, Pony. Yeah. Well, I just, I don't know. Like, I feel like he's, he's a, he's not the elder statesman, but he's the elder statesman of the Evans on the podcast. Yes. By a a good chunk so like i feel like you'd have to call him evan you know seniority no no okay no i don't i just feel like you're more evan and he's just he's pony yeah it's one of those things like i can't like it's weird for me to call him evan for both i mean for the most obvious reasons also my name um and i talk to myself enough in third person I, I see. Since I, it's yeah, 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 yeah. Since I didn't do it last week, I'll, I'll just I'll just leave you some airspace to plug whatever you want, really, within reason. Um, sure. Yeah. I got nothing though. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be so funny. You're just like, oh, I just deactivated all my Twitter accounts. <laughs> I got nothing. Well, I still have all the Twitter. If anybody wants to at me for any reasons, good, bad, or you just like my sultry voice. Um, at Kamakamish PDX or at PTK podcast. I can Twitter. I can do the tweets. I do that yeah. stuff sometimes. Yeah. Despite how busy life is. Mm. Always time to garbage post on Twitter. Oh yeah. It's always time to throw out 140, 280, whatever characters it is now. Yeah. Hey, um, <laughs> if you guys want to follow along with the madness that is the USL show on Twitter at the USL show, um, you can also check us out theuslshow.com there you will find a link to our Patreon if you support us in any way shape or form monetarily thank you didn't have to do that but you did and it means a lot um, also check out our good friends Soccer Loco on the website top box it's blue it's a Soccer Loco click on that order something in the if they like leave a if there's like an optional space for comments say hi DK D-I-K-E that's my boy um, he'll be flattered, 
but go check those guys out. Literally anything you could think of needing for soccer, they got you covered. Probably except for those Nigeria kits for the World Cup, but those sold out in like 10 minutes everywhere. So Those are a hot kit. They're really hot, but like I could never wear one because I'd look horrible in them. Um, like a tripped out leprechaun. (laughs) It'd be great. Uh, if you want to follow me on the, what's that? I'm right there with you. It'd be the same way for me. Good, good, good. If you want to follow me or like hear more of my opinions or voice or thoughts or pictures or whatever, uh, at Valella V as in Victor, I L L E L L A B S F C on the Twitters. Uh, I also kind of co-run the USL show Twitter account. So if you want to say hi, do that. DMS are open in both. So, Say hi. Risky. A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. Sorry for the really short-staffed USL show, but I, I kind of enjoy just having some intimate one-on-one conversations with my soccer friend, Kev. Um, like more of just kind of this stuff, let us know, because I think we can figure out a way to work something out like this. Certainly. Yeah. Anyway, so until next time, take care, everybody. Later.